what's what's going on, Colts Nation? He's Jamal Lawrence. I'm Eric Smith, your co-host of the Colts Cast. Yo, hey, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, you already know what happened. They fell to the Atlanta Falcons on the road, twenty-nine to ten, making the playoffs a little more difficult to achieve. Now, according to the playoff picture on NFL.com, we still have a fifty-two percent chance to make the playoffs. But look, we gotta keep it a buck. The inconsistency shown by this team. I mean, I'm going to start off real hot because, like, do we, at this point, do we want to make the playoffs? Like, we got to – I mean, that's a valid question at this point. Do you want to see this team in the playoffs? Because this was a shit show after the first drive. The first drive. I felt like nothing went right. We love playing from behind. We had to make sure we kept that going. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I, Jamal, I don't know where you want to start. Um, I, I think a lot of Colts fans have lost faith in this team. Oh, for um, sure. Even though we shouldn't, like we, sh- we're still seventh seeds, you know, currently right now. But at, it was just pathetic. I mean, is that the right word? Yeah, that's the exact right word. And and, and before we break this thing down, y'all, because first off, Eric and I both know everybody's pissed off. Everybody's shitty, however you want to slice it. We get it. We get it. I mean, the Colts stunk it up today. There ain't no doubt about it. But, you know, we're here to keep it a buck. So while y'all are here, because I know you came here, even though you read the title, you know we took an L. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Let us know in the comments how you felt about the game. All right, be real. That's that's all we ask for you, and we can keep it 100 with y'all too. So, Eric, just to get into it, man, that lackluster playing from behind effort was – was I mean, it was displayed on full display today. Uh, you know, I it's, it's crazy too because – and I know people don't get too caught up in the odds and, you know, in Vegas and all that stuff, but when I saw that minus two and a half for the Falcons, I, w- I just kept laughing all week long, and I'll be – I'll keep it a buck. I was like – all right, well, at some point, they're going to have to, like, uh, they're going to have to switch this up. Hey, somebody knew something we didn't. Yeah. Somebody knew something Vegas we didn't. knew. Yeah, because that that was it was embarrassing. There is no other way to slice it besides the fact that it was embarrassing. There was no offense. There was no defense. There was no special teams. There was nothing. It was just a piss-poor game, and I really feel like the Colts walked into this game thinking that it was going to be a breeze or or they're just ready for the holidays, and they were just like, hey, we, whatever happens, happens. And we are fortunately lucky that every other team lost today that we needed to lose for what it's worth. Pretty much every other team lost. I mean, that's the only thing keeping us in, in, a, in a decent mood for today. Colts got to wake up, though, because this was just embarrassing across the board for everybody on the field. Like, everybody. Falcons just got beat by the Panthers. Like They got mm-hmm. swept by the Panthers. Yo, the, <laughs> the only two wins the Carolina Panthers have are against the Atlanta Falcons. And, and we just got beat by them. Like... By Taylor Heineke and and company, I look. It's just like how they beat us, like twenty nine yeah. to ten. It was absolute beat down. Gardner Minshew was Gardner Minshew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm tired of talking about him. We know what he is. He is a pure <laughs> backup. We know what his limitations are. We know what his ceiling is. He cannot elevate this offense by himself. They have to play basically with him like it he's mm-hmm. not that type of caliber of quarterback that's going to raise this team to the next level it's just we we all know that and and they shut him down um they rattled him it it started in the second quarter that they couldn't get anything going Colts couldn't run the ball I mean look at these stats Gardner Minshew I mean at 201 yards average 5.4 yards per attempt 
He had like a 52% completion rate, mm-hmm. one interception. You know, he's got to get one turnover in. But well, what happened with the run game? We can't look. If the Colts can't establish the run, they cannot win the game. You you know what, man? You're you're 100 right. That run game was was horrendous, and it's not all on the running backs. It's definitely not because uh, the offensive line was not there when it comes to run blocking. Blake, Blake Freeland was getting dog walked all all game, all game. I saw Big Q get steamrolled. Like no no one is safe. No one is safe today. It was embarrassing to just watch this breakdown. And, and it's so crazy because I, we've talked about in the past how JT is so reliant on, on bouncing out to that right tackle spot when Braden Smith is there and picking up that four, five, six-yard game. And you could tell he was like trying to be patient and bounce out. But whenever it happened, Blake missed his blocker. Blake just got beat. And all of a sudden, JT's getting stuff, stuffed in the backfield. Now, again, and I'm not going to sit here and say that it's all the offensive line's fault because I felt like there were plenty of times where running backs were back there. They were just kind of tiptoeing in, or they were just literally running into the back of an offensive lineman. Like, I'm like, did you look before you try to, to see where your gap was? And if your hole wasn't there in that A gap, B gap, C gap, did you decide to bounce it out? Or did you like what, what happened to make you just say, my my hole is the A gap? I'm going through the A gap. No matter whether there's 16 people there, even though there can be 11 people on the field, I'm, I'm still going right there. And so, so he's talking about JT because JT had the bulk of the carry. Yeah, JT did it plenty of times. Plenty of times. It's, it's, it was it was a mixed bag of 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 confusion in my opinion of offensive line just playing slack, ugly football, and JT just kind of like just just standing there. I mean, just just standing there for what it's worth. In my head. yeah, so. we, we did that. The offensive line was playing really well. They, they were for that first quarter maybe a little less than that. And then as soon as that was tweeted, I saw Blake Freeland just get eviscerated. Yep. Um, <laughs> it, it it was really funny. But, yeah, can <laughs> be by rookies like Zach Harrison. Yeah. And Blake, I mean, Blake Freeland has not had a good rookie season as far as, like, that matchups he's had to go against. But, hey, look, they're, they're, they're coming after you, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you <laughs> – they're they're gonna put their best. They're gonna put their best edge rusher on you, and and they're gonna exploit that if they can, and they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was getting crushed. Braden Smith, like, dude, he's got to come back. He's yeah. got to come back, no and doubt. he's got to come back healthy. He's only played eight games this season. Um, he's really our missing link uh, to this offensive line. I I know this offensive line was was not playing well all day. Not in the run blocking game. Not in the pass blocking game. Um. Just, just not what they're worth, you know. That yeah. very been very inconsistent the past three weeks. Um, I don't know, man. This this offense really one of the big things, you know, that was missing, right? What what? Michael Pittman Jr. Go ahead, let me hear about it. Yeah, hey, man. Go ahead. Well, when he get his new contract again, because we saw how this offense was not fluid, that machine was not running, the engine was not cooking without him. And Josh Downs. <laughs> Take yeah. a sip of my water before I get started, boy. Go Josh ahead. Downs was set to have a big day today. Could not do it. Could not do it with Michael Pittman out. We were fooled. But I, I thought it was evident. The offense does run through Pittman. That's why he gets double-digit targets a game. He delivers. And, you know, not a coincidence. He was out. And our passing game... Took a little hit, man. I mean, Kylan Granson led in receiving. Kylan Granson was probably the only bright spot. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I would even say Will Mall- Will Mallory as well. Our tight ends was was balling. Yeah. Um, 
and then he had a fumble too, but mm-hmm. wasn't lost. Kylan Granson sure. was making some beautiful catches. He was. Um, I think Josh Downs had a drop or two. Alec Pierce mm-hmm. had a drop. I, I knew I knew Alec Pierce was gonna get killed for that. <laughs> um yeah, hands, but boy. this is what happens. This is the Michael Pittman effect. So, and I want to go ahead and stop you right there, dog. I, I just got to, I got to, because I, I, it wasn't Michael Pittman Jr. missing an issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that, but the offense was just a stagnant with him not being there today. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Uh, what, when he was there last week, we threw for 215 yards today, he threw for 201 Minshew. Uh, so not, not a lot of change for that. I expected Josh down to have a, a day. I really did. I expected both Josh down and Pierce. This is their opportunity, especially Pierce being a wide receiver too, to really come in and, and step up. I know he's that deep ball threat force, but at some point, you know, we've talked about his route tree. We talked about his explosiveness and being quick. You, you like you got to adjust your game whenever your wide receiver one is out. Um, so I, I, and they tried to feed, they did try to feed downs. I think he had nine targets, he has six catches or whatever, couple high balls, couple ones he should just he should have gotten, but he didn't. Um, lackadaisical. But the, the reason why I can't say that Michael Pittman Jr. being gone was the biggest difference because the Colts offense has been so stagnant over these games lately. We look at the Bengals game. I talked about this last week in the Steelers pregame show. Offense put up eight points against the Bengals. Tight uh, against the Titans. Offense put up twelve points against the Bucks. Offense put up eighteen points against the Panthers. The offense put up six points against the Steelers. The offense put up eighteen points. And today, the offense put up what uh, seven points or six points? I guess so. Because uh, I'm not. I'm not counting. You know, extra points or whatever the case is. So even without Pittman there today, there was still nothing going on with this offense. So I, do I think that Pittman being gone was a factor for us? Absolutely. I felt like our receivers didn't know how to adjust with having to be that focal point. Josh Downs, he's a rook, so we'll give him that. Pierce, though, like you got to accept this role when it's in your hands. But I also expect those Moelle Cox and those, those vets like that to step up too as well. But this offense was non-existent when Pittman's there, and it was non-existent when Pittman was not there today. So as much as I do love him getting his nine, ten catches a game, don't matter if if we ain't we still ain't putting up points. So, hey, look, I'll you know I'm gonna let the viewers decide that. Was <laughs> Michael Pittman the missing X factor today? No. You're probably right, Jamal. If Michael Pittman was there today, we probably wouldn't have won the game. Now, would Minshew be more efficient? Yeah, uh, I think so. But yeah, hey, let the viewers decide. Comment below. Let us know what you all think about that. Overall, pathetic performance by this offense. And Jamal yeah. is right. We've had a lot of pathetic performances. Um, we've scored a lot of points, you know, on average. But, I again, I, I talked about at the very beginning, the inconsistency. We we just don't get – we don't hit it right every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense. Ooh. <laughs> the boys stay, they stay back in Indy. They wasn't at the game today. I don't know who that was. Yeah, y'all still want Gus Bradley here? There we go. All right, so uh, hey, Colts fans, hey, I'm gonna <laughs> listen. Like, I like to keep it a buck with y'all. You know, I do. I really, hey. love it. I really love it. Hey, but let's be real here. When the Colts was winning two weeks ago, over the, or I don't know, five out of the last six games, ain't nobody had a problem with Gus Bradley. Today, them boys got dog walked, dog walked throughout the entire park, and y'all calling for Gus Bradley head. Keep listen. Gus Bradley ain't changed. He has done nothing. Nothing has changed since week one. Our defensive line is playing just as hard as they were. They're getting the sacks and all that good jazz. So y'all can't act like Gus Bradley just decided to abandon the blitz today because he has the lowest blitz rate out of any defensive coordinator in the NFL, y'all. In the NFL, he never is blitz. He's never blitz. 
So he ain't gonna start today all of a sudden. So uh, listen, people, don't don't talk that don't talk talking out your neck whenever Bradley has a bad game. Do I want Bradley there? I've said from the beginning Bradley should have been gone. So I'm gonna keep it like that. But I'm just saying that y'all can't you can't sit here, you can't sit here and be like, yo, Gus Bradley, he's that dude. When we won five out of six games, and as soon as we get mopped up, yo, oh, you off with his head, off death by exile. Like, nah, dog, keep keep that same energy. Like, that's all I want to hear. So I will say. I, I will say this. Gus Bradley does not adapt. He does not adapt well. Um, it seems like it's insanity for him. He will do the same thing over and over again and just let his players make a play because I do feel like you got to blitz every once in a while. Like we're, we're, we weren't generating a lot of pressure. Um, I mean, I, I think we might have had one sack on Heineke. Uh, we weren't really getting to him, and then he was getting—you know—his players were getting open. I—I I don't know. To me, I'm not gonna pin it all on Gus Bradley, but like because you know our defense—what do we have? 47 sacks as a total. Yeah, I mean, looking great. Not yeah, like that. It—it's a good bit, and I mean, we—we've done some good things. We—we we, were getting a lot of takeaways, um, and it just stopped here. Um, but yeah, I just feel like he's just, you know, no matter what, like he might even show blitz. He just drops him back in coverage. I, I don't know. It just, it does feel stagnant on that end. It it kind of reminds me of the Frank Wright era where everything was just stagnant on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know that's changed. Um, but I don't think we have the talent back there to, to get that offense rolling all the time. Um, but this defense there's a lot to be said about it because there were a lot of missed tackles in this game. That's not on Bradley. Bradley can't really change that, at least during the game. Because like Bijan was shaking everyone <laughs> in open space. It it was absolutely crazy. I will say two bright spots were our linebackers. They they looked I, I didn't realize how fast Zaire and, and EJ Speed yeah, they, they were. The yeah, they were all over the place. Like Zaire had a big jump on a ball, should have been an interception, probably could have been a pick six. Um, EJ Speed, uh, he had that that bad BS call on that personal foul. I didn't like that. Yeah, but I guess he did lean in with his helmet a little bit. I don't know, but he he made quite a few plays this game, mm-hmm. uh, in coverage and and in the run department, run defense game. So I I thought they were pretty stellar. Um, but yeah, man, like all all of their players, it looked like they were standout. Like Kyle Pitts looked like he was Tony Gonzalez two point yeah. From from the first play, yeah, like, for from like his first catch, yeah, that first half, that man was balling. I mean, he didn't really get involved after that, but mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson was probably the 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 ace in the hole for us. Um, I mean, twelve carries, seventy two yards. We could not stop him. Yeah. Um, but then they have that three headed attack where they use Cordero Patterson and Tyler Aguilar, uh, or Algier. I'm sorry. Um, so it was rough everywhere um i mean Bijan was their leading receiver that that's how incredible Bijan was and Bijan hasn't really been that good every single game this year he mm-hmm. just showed out and you know against us we we can't stop that short passing game i don't know man uh <laughs> it, was, it was all around ugly i mean there's just really no other way to slice it then it was ugly we the colts the, i again i i really feel like the colts just 
assumed that this is going to be a cakewalk of a game. Didn't really prep and prepare the way they should have. And, and then we just got embarrassed. Um, and I mean, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I just think we just got embarrassed because we're like, oh, well, this game, you know, it matters, but it ain't the big, it ain't the end of the world. You know, this isn't as big as a game as the Steelers game was. There, 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 there wasn't as big as a chip. And, and we just got beat. Yeah. This isn't the end of our playoff hunt. I think next week is a must win. Feel like we yeah. say this every week, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, it has to be. It has to uh, be. another mu- must win game for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, against the Las Vegas Raiders, which I'm I'm done underestimating yeah. opposing yeah. teams. <laughs> yo, I really thought, <laughs> yo, I really thought we had them like the Falcons. Yeah. I really thought, you know, Vegas got it wrong. This will be a slight Kate walk, did not happen. They actually just drug us into the ground. Then then we got to end with the Houston Texans, and I, I'm sure C.J. Stroud is going to be back for that, and mm-hmm. he's going to be hungry. I don't know, man. I'm not confident about the Colts anymore. Um, you know, I think if I think if we would even lost this game in, like, a valiant effort, I would have felt better. Yeah. But we – I mean, we shit the bed. Yeah. And there, there, there was nothing great about it. I felt like we were better on paper. I, I don't know. It's just – Mm-hmm. I can't really say much, much more, man. Yeah, I mean, like you, I mean, I seriously, like, I can only just co-sign everything you just said because it was just ugly. It, it truly was just ugly. There, there was nothing, nothing right happening, and that's the one thing, like you said, the paper stats, man. They're like, eh, well, you know, we look at the tackles that EJ had. We look at, we look at Zaire. Then we look at Collins' numbers. Like, all right, these numbers aren't, they aren't too bad. But that just translated to nothing. I mean, nothing across the board for us. Um, and and it's just it's it's frustrating just because like and especially because during the announcing because I don't, I don't I'm not gonna have too much more to say. But during the announcing, they were just kept talking about how the Falcons, the Falcons wanted to make Minshew roll to the left because he wasn't confident when it comes to rolling to the left and either scrambling or throwing the ball. And guess what they did all game long? They they forced him to roll to the left. And what did he do? A little shake and bake, try to rush for a couple yards and get nothing. Third and six, all of us, or no, second, second and six. And all of a sudden he's having to uh, roll out to the left and he goes for a two yard rush because he can't throw across his body like that or whatever the case is. I mean, their, their game plan, I feel like they actually took the time to look at their game plan, figure out what their game plan was, and they executed. And this could be a lot of it could be because Arthur Smith is probably on the chopping block right now for them. So they had to figure out a way to be like efficient, but they legitimately watched film, figured out how they can stop this and took advantage of every hole we have, being the offensive line at some points, being the, the quarterback at some points, being the fact that our number one receiver wasn't there. The, the defense, the holes in the defense. I mean, it was just we got exploited. Just that's this. It's it's no other way to put it. We got exploited. They watched film. They prepared, and the Colts didn't prepare. Yeah, Mitch's pocket presence always has been a a weakness for him, and mm-hmm. I I felt like it showed this game. But I will say, I I think most quarterbacks are not confident rolling out to their left if they're right-handed, sure. unless your name is Tua Tonga Viola, who's some other left-handed quarterbacks. Uh, talking about, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, probably the <laughs> Mahomes um, would be fine, probably fine rolling out to his left. He'll figure out a way to do something silly with the ball. But yeah, but uh, Patrick Mahomes don't grow on trees. So hey, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and that's not a dig at that's not a dig at Minshew. I, my point was that I was just wanting to point out that the Falcons 
knew what his what one of his biggest weakness was and and they they made sure that happened play after play after play so i mean kudos to them for doing their homework i i, I can't be mad at that they did what they were supposed to do yeah so as of right now i don't even know if i want the colts to make the playoffs but i could still just be in disbelief of what <clears throat> excuse me after what happened in this game um but we'll see i you know um, my mood may change. I just, <laughs> it was a disappointing game to watch, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a disappointing game. And the Colts have to figure out a way to bounce back, man. Uh, you know, they, they got to figure out a way to bounce back. That's, there's, there's no other way to put it than that. They know what's on the table. Like you said, we're still at 50% because we were fortunate or whatever, 52% chance to make the playoffs because fortunately other teams lost. So, I mean, you move on from there. You, you forget about this game. You don't, you don't let it sit there and linger. You go on to next week because we got bigger fish to fry when the Raiders are coming to town. So let's, let's get it popping with them. Yep. We can still end the season with 10 wins. Yeah. Yeah. We can still overachieve even more because we've already overachieved, but we can. Yeah, there is a there is a uh, a limit. Um, hey, that's all we got. I think Jamal, right? Yes, sir, that's all I got. Man, Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Jeez. Back at it again. That's gonna be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts Cast. We're live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.